With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Make sure you're following at Twitter at Coach underscore Steve72. You hit the like button and the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Follow and rate it wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a review and rating on Apple and iTunes. Helps go a long way with the podcast. Also, make sure you're checking out the Belly Up Media Network at bellyupsports.com. Check out all the podcasts, blogs, all types of media stuff for their promotions. Um, Everything you can find, not just sports, there's stuff there for everybody. So again, bellyupsports.com to check out the Belly Belly Up Media Network. We're moving on. We are trying to get all the Power 5 conferences in before week zero. Uh, We are moving on to the Big 12. They do not have divisions as of now until they start to realign conferences and they've discussed putting them into two divisions. So it's fun. It's it's uh, funny how the Big Twelve only has ten teams. It should be the Big Ten now, but the Big Ten has sixteen teams. So just weird how things work out. But we are moving on to the Big Twelve, and as we know, here in a couple seasons, you're going to have Texas and Oklahoma leave to join the SEC, and that will be a rough go for them. The Big 12 is going to be adding some extra teams as well and doing conference realignment. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I know that. A couple of Big 12 teams wanted to join the Big 10, or they want to talk with the Pac-12 and kind of 
create a, I don't even know if you want to call it a third super conference or anything. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Big 12 as we move forward. But we're going to talk about the 2022 season with the Big 12. Just like the Pact or uh, ACC, the Big 10, and the SEC, we're going to discuss each team, how they, what their record was last year, the over-under, according to the time of this recording, that Vegas has, and talk about can they get to that, go through their schedules and everything else. We'll go through the teams now. Uh, we are going to discuss the Baylor Bears first. They did win the Big 12 last year, and some people think they're poised to win again, in the, to win the Big 12 once again. So we're going to start with Baylor. We're going to read through their schedule, then say who their non-conference games are, and talk about the team. They open up with Albany, then BYU, Texas State, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Kansas, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Kansas State, TCU, and then Texas. Baylor won the Big 12 last year. Their overall record was 12-2. and They went 7-2 and in conference. The over-under for them is 7.5 wins. 7.5 wins after going 12-2, and winning the Big 12. Dave Aranda doing a good job down there with Baylor, one of the best defensive-minded coaches that there is in college football. Had a great defensive coaching career at LSU and has done a great job at Baylor. Their non-conference games are Albany, BYU, and Texas State. Um, The BYU one is probably going to be their toughest one. No offense to Texas State. I think they've done a good job there. I remember during the COVID year, their wide receivers coach needed a pay raise because their receivers caught everything. They're doing. I think they'll do well too. But on principle, you think that Baylor would win over Texas State. The BYU one will be a tough one. BYU ranked 25th in the nation, I believe. Um, they're they're poised to be good as well. Um, so it's an interesting one. Um, they have a tough conference schedule this year. They have to go to Iowa State, go to Oklahoma, go to Texas. Um, their quarterback this year will be Blake Shapin. Um, they won 12 and two last year, like we said, and they won the Sugar Bowl. Um, he, the quarterback, is coming back. He played well in the conference championship game when he um, he got the starting job again in the spring. Um, their core, backup quarterback Gary Bohannon he transferred to U- to USF. Um, they lost some of their running backs, but their new running back Tay McWilliams um, is poised to have a big season at the running back position. Um, they have new wide receivers. They have to replace uh, Taquan Thornton and R.J. Sneed. Defense has six returning starters with the secondary. Um, it's going to be the most youthful experience, so their returning starters are going to be more up front, so their secondary is going to be younger. But Dave Aranda has proven that no matter who he has on defense, that he can go in there and help um, You know, turn that program around. Um, again, over under 7.5. People are poised to to pick Baylor again to win the Big 12 just because of the culture that Dave Aranda has put into Baylor because of how he coaches defense. Um, It's going to be interesting because we've talked about this in the ACC with a couple teams. Some teams are going to have question marks on offense. Some teams more question marks on defense and they'll have to get into some shootouts. Baylor's going to have kind of questions on both sides. They're going to have questions on their offense. We're trying to replace some wide receivers from their offense last year with their secondary being young. How is that going to work? But if you're returning more guys in the linebacker defensive line spot, they could stop the run. The Big 12 is known for passing it, but they will run. You know, Oklahoma State runs it. TCU will run the ball. Um, Iowa State definitely will run the ball. So it's going to be interesting to see for Baylor going through their schedule. Can they get to that seven-win mark or seven-and-a-half-win mark? It is very possible because the Big 12, I hate to say it a little bit, is some of the ACC teams in that conference – it seems a little tougher. Um, you know, on principle, Baylor should beat Albany and Texas State. BYU, they they could lose to them. They could lose to BYU. But it's possible going to Iowa State that they could be 3-0 and or 2-1. and um, People are poised that Iowa State's supposed to be a better year because last year was supposed to be their year, and it just didn't work out. They kind of go in waves. They're, they're very similar to Minnesota where they kind of go in waves. Um, Oklahoma State, you know, being 12 in the nation, um, they're poised – to try to win and be good again. West Virginia is going to be much improved. Kansas is Kansas. Texas Tech had a better year last year. 
Um, Oklahoma, I still think will be tough without Lincoln Riley. Brent Venables is going to make that a tough place. Kansas State's always tough. TCU with new coach Sonny Dykes. Be interesting to see what happens there. And then Texas. So over under seven and a half. You know, having a good year last year. Um, it's good. This 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 is going to be tough because there's a lot of question marks all over the place on the Big Twelve. Um, it's going to be Oklahoma, Oklahoma State's conference. Is uh, Texas going to make a poise? Is Baylor going to be right there? Some are really picking them to go into the Big 12 and win, but when you're losing some on offense and having question marks on some of your defense, it's very tough. It's very tough. Um, I'm going to go under only because I think they'll get to seven, eight wins. I don't know if they'll get to nine wins or do that 12-2 and two again, and that's nothing against Coach Aranda. I think the defense will be fine. It's just when you're trying to replace all the guys um, – on the wide receiver spot and to win at Baylor's tough to constantly continue to win all year in and year out um, is a tough thing to do. So I'm going to take the under with Baylor with their seven and a half. Other people are picking that as well. I hope I'm wrong because I do like Dave Aranda. I like what he's about. Uh, I hope I am wrong on that one, but under the seven and a half for Baylor. Now we move on to our next team in Iowa state, Iowa state, um, went seven and six overall, five and four in conference. The over under for them is six and a half this season. Head coach Matt Campbell, who was a hot commodity, has decided to stay, regardless of many different reports that he would go to the NFL, many different reports that he could go to Notre Dame, and everything else. Almost any head job or any speculation, Dave or Matt Campbell was brought up for that job. So over under six and a half. Um, Iowa State. They open up with Southeast. Missouri State, and then they play at Iowa, then they play home versus Ohio University, and then they'll go host number 10, Baylor, and then they'll go to Kansas, home against Kansas State, travel to Texas, home against Oklahoma, home against West Virginia, travel to Oklahoma State, home versus Texas Tech, and then travel to TCU. Iowa State is, again, kind of like I compared to Minnesota in the Big Ten, where it just seems sometimes they go on this roller coaster, they're good or not good. A non-conference, Southeast Missouri State, and then at Iowa, and then Ohio. Um, they have four of their first six games at home, which helps, um, considering because they had a lot of turnover in their roster. Playing there, since Matt Campbell's gotten there, has made it a tough place to play. Um, so it's good that they host some of the big dogs there, like Kansas State, Baylor, and Oklahoma. Um, their quarterback's going to be Hunter Deckers. Um, they, lost a lot of, they lost a lot of offensive weapons. They lost Brock Purdy. They lost Charlie Collaire. They lost Brees Hall. Um, that was much of their offense. And finishing 7-6, and six, they were poised to want to go 11-1, and 10-2, somewhere in there. Um they're going to try to replace Purdy um, with Deckers. He's thrown 36 passes in his career. Um, Xavier Hutchinson see, it will probably be the number one wide receiver. Um, I cannot say his first name. Brock will um, go to running back. The defense only has three returning starters. Um, their defensive end, Will McDonald, is back. Uh, free safety, Anthony Johnson, is back. ML linebacker. Um, Orion Vance, they accounted for a lot of tackles, uh, but only having three guys come back on defense, replacing a quarterback, uh, replacing some guys on offense, and a tough Big 12 conference for them. Uh, it, it's, you know, six and a half. You know, they did get to seven. So looking at their non-conference, you know, by principle, they should beat South Missouri State. I don't know if they'll beat Iowa. I think Iowa's going to be um, very mad about how it went last year. And um, I think Iowa will be poised to do much better. And that's a rivalry game. And Iowa wants to beat up on Iowa State. And Iowa State wants to beat up on Iowa. And I don't think they'll get to Iowa. And this is a very personal one with Ohio being, you know, getting along with uh, Ohio University like I do with their uh, co-offensive coordinator, they're going to be much better. And, you know, in principle, you're thinking Iowa State, but that's going to be a tough one for them. Ohio is going to be much better. Their offensive line is going to play better. Um, they have – they filled in some coaching positions to help with that. So that's not a give me either in this non-conference one. So Iowa State, can they – looking at their schedule, can they get somewhere in that 6.5 range? 
Um, I don't know because, again, Ohio would be a tough one. Iowa's going to be a tough one. Baylor's a tough one even though I took the under. It doesn't matter. That's a team that could beat is Iowa State. Kansas is Kansas. Kansas State's tough. Oklahoma's going to be tough. Oklahoma State's going to be tough. So I have to lean towards the under with Iowa State, thinking they're just going to get to the six-win mark. Don't be surprised if it's six and six, or if they get back to a seven and six mark. But when you have huge roster turnover, when you struggled last year and a poised to be good, and then you have this huge roster turnover, you're only returning so many guys on defense and playing the type of cover three defense that they want to play, it's going to be tough. Um, especially early on when you have to play Iowa so early on, when you got to play Baylor so early on, you know, those are tough games to overcome. Now, I like Matt Campbell. I hope he does really well. I hope, I hope I'm wrong with Baylor and Iowa. There are a lot of teams in the Big 12 I hope I, – I don't say that about. I hope I'm wrong about Baylor because Dave Aranda's one of the best defensive-minded coaches out there outside of Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, and them. He's really, really good. And Iowa State's Matt Campbell gets them ready to play, and they're really, really good. And I think college football is really exciting when Iowa State's good. It was really exciting when they were good a couple years ago, like really good. Um, So I really hope I'm wrong on those, but I'm going to lean towards the under just because of the teams that they're playing in their conference. Uh, Moving on to the Kansas Jayhawks. The Kansas Jayhawks. Um, going heading into year two of their head coach, uh, Lance Leipold, who won at Buffalo, who won a couple in Division Three, I believe, if not Division Two. Um, going in under year two, there they started to play much better near the end of the year last year. They did, though, end up at a regular season record of two and ten, one and eight in conference. The over under for them is two point five. They open up with Tennessee Tech, West Virginia, Houston, Duke, Iowa State, TCU, Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Texas, and Kansas State. Their non-conference games are Tennessee Tech at Houston and Duke. Their non-conference record or the non-conference games does not help them at all with a program that's trying to, re, you know, Try to earn some respect in football. They're trying to get back to that 2008, I believe, type of season. Tennessee Tech doesn't hurt them, even though that's not a gimme because of how Kansas has performed in their football program. But you would think by principle, being a Division I program, going against a Division I AA program, they would win that one. Houston, I don't think so. Duke, with the type of offensive line that Duke's going to have, that Kansas's defensive line would have to be very tough to compete with that. I don't even know. So the only two opportunities they have to win is Duke and Tennessee Tech, and Duke's not going to be a give me either for the Kansas Jayhawks. They've only had 18 wins in the past 10 seasons combined. Oklahoma State and Texas will have to come to Kansas, which helps them out, but then they got to go to Oklahoma and Baylor. Their quarterback this year will be uh, Jalen Daniels. Um, They played much better when he was quarterback last year. They scored 28 points in the final three games. So, like I said, at the end of the season, they started to play much better in Leipold's system. Um, They will have nine starters back on offense. Coyne Laster, I said his name wrong, is the only wide receiver that left. So having nine come back on offense will be good. The defense will give up 30 or more points in every single FBS opponent last year. Um... So it's to give up 30 or more points each game to turn around and start to only average 20 or 20 points to be given up is a tall task. Even though you have a lot come back on offense, you didn't score a lot up until the end of the game. So there's something to build off of, but that still leaves a lot of question marks there. A lot of question marks. Um, so two and a half is the over-under with that schedule. You know, the heart in me to be the nice person is sitting here going, well, you want to take the over because you hope that they'll find one. But looking at this, the only way you're going to get over to maybe three wins, who are they going to beat? They would have to beat the Tennessee Tech at the very beginning. Then you'd have to say they're going to beat Duke. And then some people aren't as high on Iowa State, and I've seen where Kansas has been picked to beat them. So where are you going to give them the third win? The only other third way I could see them getting a win is Iowa State or TCU. 
I think Texas Tech will be much improved. I think Texas is going to be better. So I don't know where you're going to give them that third win. So I have to be the guy to take the under with Kansas, under the two and a half. They're probably going to be two and ten again. I hope they get over. I really do. But I just, right now, I think you have to give them another year to really recruit and get everything installed because that thing has been in shambles for a long time. So I'm going to take the under with Kansas under the two and a half. Moving on to the other team in Kansas. We are going to talk about Kansas State. Kansas State. Uh, The Wildcats, that other team in Kansas. Their head coach, Chris Kyleman. Uh, they're looking to uh, build off of last year. They went eight and five overall, four and five in conference. They're looking to do better in conference. Um, they play well against the really tough teams, and then sometimes they lose to guys they're not supposed to. Um, so, looking at their schedule, they they open up versus South Dakota, which is tough. Um, you know, if you listen to the podcast, I've had their offensive line coach on a couple times. So, but that's not going to be an easy one. And then they play Missouri, Tulane, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, Iowa State, TCU, Oklahoma State, Texas, Baylor, West Virginia, and Kansas. Tough schedule for the Kansas State Wildcats. Very tough schedule. Um, So again, they're non-conference. South Dakota, Missouri, and Tulane. All very tough teams. South Dakota is not going to be a pushover. I'm promising you that right now. And I don't care if it's biased talking to a coach from there. It's very, that's not going to be a, a pushover game. Missouri playing in the SEC, not going to be a pushover. Tulane, very good football program. Uh, they had a tough year last year with everything that was going on there. They're going to be much better. So it's going to be tough. Now, they have opened up with three home games before they have to go to Oklahoma. They have to go to Baylor, West Virginia back-to-back. Um, but they get to host Oklahoma State and Texas. Um their quarterback should be Adrian Martinez, the transfer from Nebraska. He missed out on spring practice. Um, I think he's the only t- uh, three-time captain for Nebraska who traveled away from Scott Frost in Nebraska to come play at Tex- Kansas State. So that's going to be a plus for them, a mobile quarterback that can um, do some things. Now, I know his last year he had some turnover issues, uh, turning the ball over. Um, but, you know, Nebraska's in a downhill spiral right now. So I think Kansas State being the type of place it is, more more um, culture-ish type thing, more sustainable things there at Kansas State for him. Deuce Vaughn ran for more than 1,400 yards last season. So the running game is going to be there with a mobile quarterback is going to help them out. They're going to have to adjust their offense because of how athletic um, Martinez is, but they can still run the ball, which will help him with the pass game. Um, they retool their offensive line. Um, hopefully they stay healthy. Four of the top six wide receivers return on offense. Um, so if Martinez can really get the ball to them, that's going to help out a lot. Um, they, that's been reported their defensive uh, linemen are going to be very strong. Um, so over under six and a half for them. When you've got Martinez coming in with the type of wide receivers, if he can stay healthy, if offensive line can stay healthy, and their defense up front can play tough, I could see taking the over here and getting back to eight and a half or eight and five win record because they will compete in the SC or in the uh, Big 12, excuse me. But their non conference is what's going to hurt them. Now, in principle, you're saying they're going to beat South Dakota and Tulane, but I'm not giving them that total. But you're looking at maybe beating Kansas. They could be Texas. They could be TCU, Iowa State, Texas Tech. So there is room there. I'm not saying necessarily going eight and five, but over the six and a half. So for Kansas State, I'm going to go over the six and a half for them. It's a tough play, tough place to play at. They are always a tough team, no matter what. Um, so you're going to go over the six and a half with what they have returning there. Next team, team with a new head coach, team that's been talked about a lot because their head coach. Flew the coop, went to Los Angeles, to USC. We are going to talk about Oklahoma. Oklahoma went 11-2 last year, 7-2 in conference. New head coach Brent Venables takes over, leaving Clemson after many times being there. Coming back home, he was a defensive coordinator at Oklahoma before. Then he went on to Clemson, won a few national championships, and now he is back as the head coach back home at Oklahoma. So let's check out their schedule 
for the Oklahoma Sooners. They open up with UTEP, then Kent State, then they go to Nebraska, then they have Kansas State, TCU, Texas, Kansas, Iowa State, Baylor, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, and Texas Tech. The over-under for them is 9.5, which for some might seem pretty low for Oklahoma. After going 11-2 and last year, even with the uh, quarterback change and you know, at the very end of the year, seeing Lincoln Riley go on to USC. So Brent Venables taking coming home. Uh, his non-conference games are UTEP, Kent State, and Nebraska. It's very possible they could go 3-0 and in all of those. Uh, the toughest one out of there, I'm going to say, is Kent State with Sean Lewis being the head coach there. Um, believe it or not, some people are high on Nebraska. I am not. I am not sold on them whatsoever. So it's very possible they go 2-1, 3-0 in that non-conference. Um, new offensive coordinator, Brent Vemble is bringing his defense back. Um, very possible. They have UCS transfer at quarterback Dylan Gabriel. Um so watching them in their spring game, they still run up tempo type offense. They still are doing similar things that Lincoln Riley did. Not quite the same, but it's very similar. Um, um, new offensive coordinator Jeff Laby was at Old Miss and UCF, so he understands um, their new quarterback Dylan Gabriel. They spent some time at UCF, so they understand. So they have that relationship going on. They still have a good wide receiver group with Theo Wees, Marvin Mims, and Drake Stoops. Um, you lost a couple offensive linemen, but they've went into the transfer portal to uh, address that. So they brought in some offensive linemen. Um, and so when you have a guy that worked at UCF, uh, have seen the up-tempo offense, you look at it, it's similar-ish to what Lincoln Riley did, but it's really similar to what's happening at Tennessee. And that's what Oklahoma was. So it's very um, easy when you bring in stuff that's probably similar type of offense that you were already running beforehand. So there's not this um, growing pains when you're trying to install a new offense and a defense. If you have similar things going on on offense, well, then it makes it much easier when you're trying to do defense and everything in this culture. So Oklahoma, I think, is still poised to do very well. Still poised to do very well. Nine and a half is a lot for them under a new head coach, different pieces, new quarterback, all that stuff. They're still poised to have a good season. Still very poised. Um, at their non-conference, again, they're looking to maybe go 3-0 and there. And then, you know, the question marks with TCU, question marks with Texas, that should be Kansas, question marks with Iowa State, question marks with West Virginia, question marks with Texas Tech. They're still poised. They're still poised to win some games. Um, nine and a half. Now, and that being said, they have to figure out Brent Venable's defense. He's going to be do very well with scheming, but he has to understand where he's coming from, where they played more offense than anything. So I'm taking the under only because I think it's going to be nine games. It's going to be nine or ten. It's going to be nine or ten. So I'm going to go with the under to say it's nine. I know you, I just talked big about Oklahoma. Going Winning nine games is still pretty good. Now, Oklahoma, they're used to winning 10, 11, 12 games. But first year to win nine games, it would still be pretty good. I think it could be 10, 9, or 10. Not going to be shocked about that. Uh, but they could win 9 or 10. Still competing to play in the Big 12 championship game with everything going on. Baylor could surprise and get right back to it. Um, but it's still poised for them to have 9 or 10 wins in Oklahoma with Brent Venables. Just what Oklahoma does, used to winning. So under the 9.5 for them because I think they'll get to 9. All you football coaches out there, it's not too late to still be looking up drills. I know we're in our football seasons, going into our football seasons, but it's never too late to get back to the basics. And Coach Stone has done just that by creating his Back to the Basics drill manuals. So if you go to CoachStoneFootball.com, click on Back to the Basics drill manuals. There's. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Drills out there for everything. Special teams, offense, defense, strength and conditioning, everything. He has done all the work for us to be simple, to get these drills to help us. You could be using them in youth, high school, and even college. We, we make things too complicated. We need drills that are simple and back to the basics. His very first book is over 500 pages of drills. 
So go again, go to coachstonefootball.com, click on back to the basics drill manuals, and uh, let's get back to the basics. Thank you, Coach Stone, for sponsoring the podcast. Football coaches out there, do you ever stop and think about all the hits your big guys are taking in the trenches, your D-line, your offensive line? Because they hit each and every play. And that's why it's the best position in football. But they take a lot of hits and practices into the game. It's a lot of hits they're taking, a lot of blows. So there's a way to protect those shells and reduce the impact those guys are taking each and every week. And it's Guardian Caps at Guardian Sports. It helps reduce the impact by up to 30%, which is huge. So there's a way to protect the helmets, protect those guys. Uh, again, that's Guardian Sports. If you go to guardiansports.com slash guardian dash caps and you use the code 15 off, it's going to save you 15% off your order. Um, there's different colors out there and it doesn't matter if you're buying one, two, three, four, a hundred. doesn't matter. It's worn by over five NFL teams. More NFL teams are adding more and more each day and you're seeing on TV and over 200 plus colleges. Again, you're seeing colleges left and right get them. There's a reason why they're getting them. And they that's why you see a lot of linemen and defensive linemen wear them. You've seen Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Penn State, and big-time NFL teams wear them. So if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us. And I know it costs money, but I'm here to save you money. So guardiansports.com slash guardian-caps and use the code 15 off. It will save you 50% off your order. Thank you, Guardian Sports, for sponsoring this podcast. All right. Moving on to our next team. We're just flying through this Big 12. We're going to go over to the other team in Oklahoma and talk about Oklahoma State, who lost to Baylor in the Big 12 championship game by literally inches. Had a goal line stand literally inches from winning that game to win the Big 12. Oklahoma State had a great year last year. They went 12-2 overall, 8-1 in conference. Um, Their over-under for them this year is 8.5 wins so let's take a gander at their schedule and then we'll discuss can they get over under that eight and a half they open up with central michigan and then arizona state arkansas pine bluff and then baylor texas tech tcu texas kansas state kansas iowa state oklahoma west virginia their, their non-conference helps them out a little bit to try to start off on a good note. Their non-conference games are Central Michigan, Arizona State, and Arkansas Pine Bluff. This is a way for them to start off hot. Um, you know, they don't leave. They're all at home for a while at the very beginning of the year. Um, they have tough road trips to Baylor, TCU, and Kansas State. Um, their quarterback is still Spencer Sanders. Um um, he, he does pretty well, but he did um, have some turnovers, excuse me, um, had some turnovers, um, 20 touchdowns versus 12 interceptions last season. Um, he threw seven picks in two games versus Baylor, but Baylor has lost some of their defensive guys. Um, they lost their leading rusher and their all-time, and not all-time leading receiver, their leading receiver last year, they are gone. But their backups that rotate in last year are much, you know, they're very good. Um, Dominic Richards ran for 4.7 yards per carry in limited time last year. Brandon Paisley had more than 600 receiving yards, so they can step up. Um, the defense was very good last year, but they start four starters, return with three up front and one in the secondary. Jim Knowles, who was their defensive coordinator, left to go to Ohio State. Um but Mike Gundy, he hired former Vanderbilt head coach and former Auburn DC and Derek Mason. So you you lose Jim Knowles, who's a very very good defensive coordinator, go to Ohio State, and then you hire Derek Mason, who is a very good defensive coordinator. He did good things at Vanderbilt, one year at Auburn, decided to go to go to the Big Twelve. Um, so you still have a very good defensive coordinator. Um, so the question marks are going to be: Can Spencer Sanders play well? Uh, I think Mike Gundy will still be able to coach very well, um, and bringing in another good. So bringing another good defensive coordinator is great, and if Mike Gundy can make the same moves, kind of like a Nick Saban saying, "This is our culture. I like what Jim Knowles did on defense. This is kind of what I want to do on defense." To bring Derek Mason in and say, "This is kind of what I have an envisioning. This is kind of what I want to do," and hopefully they and that works, and they don't skip a beat. Now Oklahoma State does go up and down, but. They have always been a good football team. He's a good football coach. Um, people may not like the stuff that he has said or done, but he's a good football coach. We can't argue with that. 
Um, with Oklahoma State, the over under eight and a half. I'm going to take the over. Um, I'm going to take the over because I think they get to nine. I think they're going to get to nine wins. There's something about Oklahoma State last year and coming into this year. They have some confidence to them. I know now they can't sustain this if they don't start playing the NIL game um, and hitting that transfer portal pretty hard. But the way their offenses run fits into the Big 12. I think they'll do okay having Derek Mason, who's a great defensive-minded coach. I think they're going to go take the over to get to nine wins this year and they could compete to play in the big 12 it could be oklahoma and oklahoma state in the big 12 championship game so i'm taking oklahoma state in the over because you're looking at it um to to win pretty much the only one that could be them in their non-conference is arizona state i think they get the revenge on baylor even though again i hope i'm wrong on baylor uh, i like when baylor's good i think they can get texas tech tcu Depends on how Texas is going, Kansas, Iowa State, you know, all that stuff. West Virginia, I think they can take the over, so I'm going to take the over with them on their nine wins is what I think. Moving on to TCU. TCU gets a new head football coach in Sonny Dykes. Um, He replaces um, longtime coach and Gary Patterson there and takes over. Sonny Dykes has been... You know, around his coach football for a while. He's been at he uh, um, has coached all over the place. I believe his last one was Cal, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I know he's been to SMU in different spots. Not a bad head coach to take over, but TCU has always gone up and down. And to take over a program who has been downish um, and replacing a legend like Gary Patterson and his 45 defense to replace everything will be very tough. Um, we're going to look at their schedule and talk about their non-conference schedule if that helps them. In their path, they went three and six last year, or excuse me, they went five and seven last year, three and six in conference, over under six and a half predicted for them at the time of this recording, according to Vegas. They open up uh, with Colorado, then they have Charlton, which I don't know what that is, I'm sorry, SMU, Oklahoma, Kansas, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, West Virginia, Texas Tech, Texas Baylor, Iowa State. Um, not an easy schedule for TCU, who's trying to get back in the win column. Non-conference, they have to travel to Colorado, Charlton State, and SMU. Um, that non-conference does not help. Uh, Colorado would be a very tough game for them. SMU is going to be a tough game for them. I guess they'll beat Charlington State. I'm guessing that's their um, FB, or, uh, FC, FBS, FCS-type game there. Um, they alternate home and road games for the first month of the season. Um, so that helps. They have a quarterback battle going on with Max Dugan and Charles Morris. Um, again, we talked about Sonny Dykes coming to take over Gary Patterson. They're starting over, um, but they do have 18 starters back. Um, Dugan played well last year with 16 touchdown passes versus six interceptions, but they also had Morris come into the game and he did well. So that's why there's this quarterback battle going on. Um, they still have talent at running back, uh, the ball, the position skills, um, Kendra Miller, though, he's going to be their new running back. Um, Zach Evans transferred to Old Miss. Defense has a new defense coordinator, Joe Galipsky. He came over from Tulsa. Um, he has nine of the top 10 t- tacklers returning from the 2021 season. So even though TCU went five and seven last year, their defense still played pretty well. There was just some question marks on offense. So they have things around them. But being in Gary Patterson's culture and system and offense and defense, it's tough to come in and immediately take over and do that with the over-under being six and a half and being in a tough schedule. Their non-conference is not going to help. They could lose to Colorado, which I think they will, and SMU, high-powered offense, not going to be um, very easy for them. Then you look through the rest of Big 12 like we've talked about. So I'm taking the under because I think they're going to get five or six. Five or six in Sonny Dyke's first season. And then he'll start to build off of that and do what he has done in other places. So I'm going to go with the under with them because I think it's going to be five or six. They went to five last year with Gary Patterson. You think with this and the type of talent they have returning and the schedule they have with the non-conference, you're looking at under to get to five to six wins there for them. At the TCU... Uh, Horn Frogs. Now we move on to a team that everybody loves to talk about. Tejas, the Texas Longhorns. 
They went 5-7 and seven last year in the first season under Steve Sarkeesian as head coach coming over from Alabama. They went 3-6 and six in conference. Very disappointing um, with the type of offensive mind that Steve Sarkeesian is and the type of offense he had at Alabama, but Alabama has Alabama players, so we all know how that goes in the end. The over-under for them this year is 8.5. Uh, let's go through their schedule, then we'll talk about their non-conference, how that can help them, and see if they can't do that this year. So Tejas, they open up with UNL Monroe, then they host the number one Alabama Crimson Tide. Whoever scheduled that needs to have a conversation. Then they play UTSA, and then Texas Tech, West Virginia, Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, TCU, Kansas, and then Baylor. So, second season under Steve Sarkeesian is it's a tough one, tough schedule for them. Um, their non-conference UL Monroe win, Alabama slaughter from Alabama, and then UTSA. So they have their game against UL Monroe, then they have to play Alabama, and you know. Does Steve Sarkeesian get a win over Nick Saban in his second year? I don't think so. And if you, I just, I just don't see that happening at all. They have a quarterback battle going on right now between Hudson Card and Quinn Evers. Um, Card started the first two games last season, and then he got replaced by uh, Casey Thompson. He then transferred to Nebraska, so that's why people are high on Nebraska because he went there. Um, Card has experienced um, Edwards, though. He's a freshman who returned to Texas after being at Ohio State, so it's a battle right now. Um, they're they're, they're going to rely on the run game with Robinson. He's a potential Heisman Trophy candidate. They have tons of wide receivers returning from last year, but the offensive line took some hits. They had to try to replace some of them in the transfer portal. So the offensive line, they're going to have to get together real quick. That UNL Monroe game, then, man, they have to get together real quick to play Alabama. Um, there's still question marks on defense. Um, they struggled last year. Um, so it could be another long year for Steve Sarkeesian. Um, I don't think they'll go 5-7 and seven again. I just don't see it. Um, he's trying to rebuild what was there. It was very bad for Texas standards when he got there. And he's trying to hopefully put in kind of what Nick Saban did at Alabama there. And NIL is not going to be an issue. They have money, so I think he'll lean into that. They're going to hit the transfer portal hard. And the recruiting down there, especially when they get to the SEC, is going to help them a lot. So with their schedule, their non-conference does them no favors um, at all. A lot of people are going to take the under on them, thinking they're going to get to six to seven wins, maybe the eight wins. And that's why I'm also going to take the under, because I think they don't win any more than eight to win eight, you're going to have to go in and beat Oklahoma. You're going to have to beat Oklahoma State. You're going to have to beat um, Baylor. You're going to have to beat Kansas State, who I think people are sleeping on. And then you're going to have to somehow hopefully hope that Texas Tech doesn't get up for that game. And hopefully you don't get beat up too much against Alabama. So I'm going to go with the under only because it's going to be seven or eight. It's going to be seven or eight somewhere in there. So the eight and a half, that's why. Um, so under with them, with Texas, year two, under Steve Sarkeesian. Under Steve Sarkeesian. Moving on to that other team in Texas, Texas Tech Raiders. They went 7-6 and six last year, 3-6 and six in conference. Um, now under head coach now, Joey McGuire. Um, they hired him last year um, in December. Um, the over-under for them is 5.5 this year. So let's go over Texas Tech's schedule and see if they can't somehow win more than five games. They open up with Murray State, then Houston, NC State, Texas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Baylor, TCU, Kansas, Iowa State, and Oklahoma. Uh, Their non-conference is Murray State, Houston, and NC State. Very, very tough non-conference. Murray State would be a tough one out of the OVC. Uh, Houston's going to be a tough one. Uh, they're poised to have a good year, too. And NC State's poised to have a good year as well. So um, going to be tough. Going to be tough. Um, they get Houston at home for the second game. They beat them last year 38-21. But 
Houston's going to remember that. Um, they have to go to North Carolina play um, NC State, and then they just have a tough schedule. Um, the quarterback is going to be Tyler Show. Um, he played okay last year. He got hurt, and Henry Kalimbi and um, the other quarterback, uh, Smith, Donovan Smith, took over. Um, Columbia had a transfer to Marshall. Um, three running backs are returning. Um, they lost their top two wide receivers. They're returning more on defense than they are on offense, but their top three tacklers are gone from their defense. They have a new defensive coordinator, um, Tim DeRutier. I hope I said that right. I butched that. Um, OC Zach Killey is back, um, is a new offensive coordinator. He came from Western Kentucky um, and hopes that he can and get that offense to be improved. Um, but it's Texas Tech. Um, I know they went 7-6 and six last year, which is good for them. They've had success in the past under Mike Leach, and then they just kind of fluttered around with that 6-1 mark, 7-1 mark, and everything, even with Patrick Mahomes back in the day. Tough non-conference schedule does not help them here. So to get to five and a half wins with new head coach, new defense coordinator, new offensive coordinator, we're trying to replace guys on defense, replacing some of the receivers on offense. They have to get it figured out pretty quickly. You know, you know the Murray State and then trying, you know, I know they beat Houston last year, but Houston's going to remember that. But it's still a tough game. Then NC State's going to be a tough game. And then it depends on how Texas is going. Kansas State's going to play physical. Oklahoma State, we've talked about. They're going to be physical. Baylor's going to be ready on defense. And then you have to end it with Oklahoma at the end. So it's going to be a very, very tough stretch for them. You'd like to think they get to five wins, and that's where I'm going with. So under the five and a half to get to exactly five win mark for them at Texas Tech uh, with the Red Raiders, who still owe Mike Leach money. To, To end with the Big 12... We are now going to talk about West Virginia. West Virginia Mountaineers with Coach Neil Brown under spread air raid type of offenses. Um, last year they went six and seven, four and five in conference. Their over under for them this year is five and a half wins to end the Big 12 conversation with West Virginia. So let's go over their schedule. They open up. At Pittsburgh, then they get Kansas, then Towson, Virginia Tech, Texas, Baylor, Texas Tech, TCU, Iowa State, Oklahoma, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State. Their non-conference does them no favors, having to play Pitt and Virginia Tech. Um, they are rivalry games. Uh, to travel to Pittsburgh is going to be tough. You know, rekindling the Big East type of feel. And then they get to host Baylor, Oklahoma, but then they have to travel to Texas, Oklahoma State. Um, They got JT Daniels, transfer from Georgia. That's going to help them out a lot. Um, Should see an uptick um, in points. Graham Harrell's their new offensive coordinator coming from USC who played for Mike Leach um, at at Texas Tech. He was offensive coordinator at North Texas, then the offensive coordinator at USC. Um, He's seen JT Daniels. Before and uh, and everything else, they lost Lady Brown. Um, they have different running back options that they could do from. Um, they lost three of their top five wide receivers, um, but their offensive line is coming back, and it is poised to be a very good offensive line. When you bring back offensive linemen under the same head coach, it's still it's still pretty good. Um, the defense returns some starters. But they have to replace some younger guys, especially in the back end, in the secondary. So offense hopefully won't be an issue. But when you have questions on defense and you have to get in shootouts, and especially in the Big 12 where everybody is able to do that, it makes it very tough. And your non-conference doesn't help. Now, we haven't talked about West Virginia on these th- on any of this. West Virginia could be that team this year that is poised to compete with these teams in the Big 12 because of getting JT Daniels with Graham Harrell at the offensive coordinator position, who is going to be able to do that. People are going to go with the under at West Virginia. And again, I understand all of these don't make sense. All these don't make sense. There's a lot of question marks. SEC was a lot easier to pick from. That's the only easy conference one to me that you could pick from looking at the teams. 
These other ones are much more difficult, especially with all the changes that have happened. So the win on the, the win uh, lost is five and a half. The win total for them. Going six and seven last year, having a new quarterback and offensive coordinator, looking at that schedule, they could be Towson and they could be Virginia Tech to help them out. And beating Kansas, maybe beating Iowa State, who knows? And then you got to give them a five, six win somewhere in there. Do they beat Texas Tech? Do they beat Texas? Who knows? To end positively, I'm going to go with the over, even though I think it's only going to be five to six wins for West Virginia. But the transit, the, the stuff they're going to do on offense will be much better than what it was in the past. Depends how their defense is set up. Um, but going with the over to try to end on a positive note with West Virginia going over the five and a half. Quick recap. Baylor, seven and a half, took the under. Iowa State, six and a half, took the under. Kansas, two and a half, took the under. Kansas State, six and a half, I took the over. Oklahoma, nine and a half, I took the under. Oklahoma State, eight and a half, took the over. TCU, a six and a half, took the under. Texas, eight and a half, took the under. Texas Tech, five and a half, took the under. West Virginia, five and a half, took the over. I think the Big 12... Who will win there? It's going to be either Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, or Baylor. It's it's those. I don't see the only other one may be Kansas State, but it's going to be all those. I think Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are poised to probably win, but you have to throw Baylor in there with how good Dave Aranda is there and what he's done there. Um, so that wraps up this episode talking about the Big 12. We got one more Power 5 to talk about in the Pac-12, and then we're done with our Pac-12 or our Power 5, and then we'll get into when football's back. Um, week 0 will be here soon, and we'll be talking about those games and getting into everything else. Um, so thank you guys for watching and or listening. Please like and subscribe. Follow at Coach underscore Steve72. Check out all the affiliates in the description below. Leave a comment in the comic section. Please leave a rate on Apple and iTunes. It helps out a lot. And again, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Share out. helps out so much. Um, thank you guys again for watching and or listening. This is Coach Steve, and we will see you next time. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.